you wonder uh, about that sound. It's someone dropping weights. They shouldn't do that, but they just do it also in the fitness center. So um, I would like to share with you a practice I found but, uh, very helpful, and it's working with uh, positive mental talk. Um, and it's uh, using a mantra. So the word, the Sanskrit word mantra means uh, mind protection. So with a mantra you protect your mind. And you protect your mind uh, from uh, uh, negative mental talk. So it's, uh, it's an active practice. It's, um, it's uh, using mental, the inner dialogue to induce healthy mental states. And as I said, the mantra I would like to explore with you is I love myself. I guess we all have understood by now that it is important in this process of cultivating compassion to others to include yourself in topics like self-compassion and self-acceptance become more obvious and there's people who have done research in it and many people talk about it. But I think it's still lacking on the, on, the really, on the practice side that we really put time into it and uh, effort. So it's one thing to kind of understand, yeah, it's important to be kind to myself, and, but uh, to actually uh, you know, give yourself the time to explore this and really uh, allow some healing to happen, that's something else because I guess it has different reasons. Uh, there's a resistance of like taking care of yourself because you feel like, who am I uh, to do this? Or I, know I don't deserve this, or I should, take I should take care about others. So it could be something like that. But it is also, it can be a bit of a painful process because uh, you become aware of the, the sev severity of the wound. You become aware of the pain. And you become aware of how your tendency is actually to put yourself down and to be critical and to be hard with yourself. And an awareness of that is, it is a painful process. So it's like um, when, when you really touch that place, when you really touch that wound in you, this wound which was which, which uh, grew because you didn't receive the love you deserved, um, that, that touching that wound, is, 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 you will, find, you will f feel some resistance to do that. Because that means that you, that you get moved by it, that you get touched. And, and somehow, of course, yeah, we go to meditation and we go into weekends like that, and then we don't want to be touched, because it's like, you know, we want to stay in our head, 
yeah, it's, t it's great to think about self-compassion and know about self-compassion, but to actually bring it into the body and feel it, there's this emotion phobia in us. Uh, so, probably you can notice when, when, a, when a meditation or something I say touches you that there is this kind of, yeah, I, I, uh, no, I don't, I don't want that, I don't want to be touched. I want to be the head on a stick, yeah? <laughs> having wise thoughts. So, when we do this now, uh, no, part of that is uh, to start to acknowledge, wow, this feels really strange. This feels like I'm wasting my time, or this, is feel, this feels, I don't want to do this, I don't want to get into this. I want to, I want to wish everyone else to be happy. Yeah, I want to, may all beings be happy, yeah, that's what I want. Not may I be happy. This is... So this kind of feelings it's, it might arise, and that's good. Yeah? It's good to become aware uh, of, of this. But uh, it, is, it becomes more and more obvious that, that genuine compassion, compassion genuine bodhicitta, uh, needs 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 this foundation, this healthy foundation of someone who is not uh, needing something back when he or she is kind. You know, like a compassion, a so-called compassion, or a, a so-called so -called empathy, or so-called helping someone else, which comes from this need, you know, this need, please love me, please see me, please please see, see that I'm a good person. That's not really compassion. That's not really empathy. That's not really helping someone. It's like manipulating. It's like business. Uh, and it is, also, uh, it is also very tiring because uh, you, you, are not, uh, you, are not, you are not being kind out of a fullness. Uh, so and then if you don't get back what you actually need, you get frustrated, you get bitter, you get like, oh, I'm always so kind to people and they don't love me and they, and they think only about themselves. And uh, um, so this is this kind of, uh, also for those of you who professionally work with other people, it can be so depleting if helping others depleting your energy, if helping others comes from this uh, need, this need to be loved. So on the surface, you might, it might look good. It might, it might some people think, wow, she's so helpful and kind and she always gives. But then this person goes home and breaks down at home because it's, uh, it's, it's something uh, unhealthy. So uh, don't stop your neurotic helping, because otherwise uh, um, the system in Sweden would break down. So we need, uh, so we need all these neurotic helpers. Uh, but uh, acknowledge and see if you can 
do some of the healing part so that your your helping others comes less and less from from the neurotic, from the wounded part of you, and more and more from the grown-up, healthy, nurtured you. Yeah? So you 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 keep on acting neurotically, but you because this, of course, it's still quite good. Yeah, it's still quite good. But uh, but you also take care of that wounded child or whatever you want to call it. And uh, this mantra is one, one way to do it. So and I, I, would, uh, uh, I would encourage you uh, to, for the f- next few days to kind of play with it a bit. To, uh, in situations particular when you feel some, some struggle, to say, I love myself. So, of course, when we say, I love myself, there might be a question, okay, how to do it, or what is it what I'm supposed to do? Don't think so much about it. Just say it. Because something in you knows when I say, I love myself, you know, something in you recognizes what it means to love someone. It's, it's a very deep, uh, common human experience. We, we don't need to have uh, a, like a definition of what it is or how to do it or so. We just know if we don't think so much. What does it mean to really love someone? And what does it mean to direct that, to love someone to yourself? It's, it's more like an intuition. Let yourself be guided by your intuition. And, and of, it, it might be, it might happen that part of that is to remember moments and situations and gestures where you felt loved like that. And this could have been just, you know, a relative when you were a child and you were sitting on the sofa and this relative sat close to you and put his or her arm around you and you felt wonderful, you felt loved. Yeah. Yes, you wanted to ask someone? No, just uh, for me, it's I practiced, I take care of myself for the yeah. last kind of year or something. Yes. And that is something that mm-hmm. Because love for me is too good. Yeah, yes. It's good to kind of play with different words which (coughs) works for you. Um, And it's true with love, it's, you know. Fluffy uh, red hearts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's also interesting. That that comes up. Uh, It also, it depends a bit. I mean, I can... In English, I can say it uh, quite easily because there, when I use love, mm-hmm. I connect it more with the spiritual, like mm-hmm. Buddhists, kind of. That's more the meaning for me. Whereas if I say to myself, ich liebe mich, oh, then I really feel like it, it feels really, yeah. ich liebe mich. Oh, no, oh, I can feel how there this, like. So I can say, I love myself because. 
So, I mean, that's interesting things to discover, yeah? to say it in different ways, in different language, uh, and and find uh, and find, uh, like you, you 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 feel I take care of myself. Yeah, so we can play with that. So uh, we, I will guide this meditation. You can just listen to when I say I love myself, and I will use uh, some variations of that also. But you could also try how it is to uh, repeat it for yourself, kind of to listen to it in your own voice. So that's that's also a possibility. What do you say by saying it in first and second and third? Yes, so this is also possible that you... Because that could be a big impact, right? Mm. This, it, it, it's a possibility to uh, kind of to step out and to look at, at yourself <coughs> and to say, I love you. Yeah. No. Ambed loves herself. Uh, she loves herself, and Ambed loves herself. Sorry. Uh, when you say it in first, second, and third, I say I love myself. She loves herself, and Ambed loves herself. What was the last one? Using your name. Ah. Okay. Uh, or do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have not. Uh, I have not tried that. What, what I have tried and what makes a difference is to step out and to see yourself sitting here or seeing yourself yesterday or seeing yourself 20 years ago and then to say, I love you from, from the loving part of you. So that, that's something... Um, which can make a difference to I love myself. So we can do that also. I, I will lead a little sequence uh, in this meditation. So let's um, see what happens. Let's do this little experiment. <coughs> And if you take a few moments to reconnect with the body, because that's obvious that uh, this work of self-love, self-healing, is something which happens in the body. We, we use the conceptual level a little, but the actual process is a very, a very body-oriented. approach. So with the in-breath again sliding and appreciating what you bring with you into this moment.
and then with the out-breath, softening the belly and the shoulders. You might be a bit tired this afternoon, and that's okay. So you'll just let that be. energy in your hands, the rising and falling of your belly. And then I will repeat that mantra in different variations and you stay connected with your breath, with your belly, and just notice what happens. (coughs) And then if you get distracted, entangled in a story, then You notice that and you drop back into your hands, into your belly, and into how you feel. And we don't try to force something. It's just a curious listening and allowing feelings to emerge. And also accepting if not much happens. I love myself. And when I'm sad, I love myself more, not less. I love myself. And when I'm in despair and I feel overwhelmed, I love myself more, not less. I love myself. And when I made a mis- when I made a mistake, when I hurt someone, when I made a mess, I love myself more, not less. I love myself.
So the aliveness in your body and the breath. And when I when I'm angry, when I'm upset, I love myself more, not less. I love myself. And when I break my commitments, when I don't lift up to my ideas, I love myself more, not less. I love myself. And when I'm judgmental towards myself or others, critical, closed, hard, I love myself more, not less. I love myself. I completely, radically, authentically love myself. When I'm joyful, in love, happy, content, I love myself more, not less. When I'm successful, when I do a thing well, I love myself more, not less. I love myself. I really truly love myself. I'm sick, when I'm weak, when I feel vulnerable, I love myself more, not less. I love myself.
I would truly love myself, how would I feel now? If I would truly love myself, how would I feel in the relationship to my children? To my partner? To my parents? I love myself. When I feel ashamed and guilty, I love myself more, not less. When I lied, when I followed my addictions, when I stole, when I steal, I love myself more, not less. I love myself. Breathing and embracing. And relaxing into being loved. I love myself. I'm a human being with feelings. And I take care of my feelings. I take care of myself. I love myself. I'm a human being with feelings and I take care of my feelings. I take care of myself. I love myself.
softening in the shoulders and in the belly, in the solar plexus. With the in-breath, embracing. Then I invite you to imagine, to whisper into your own ear, in your own voice, in your own voice, you whisper into your ear, I love you. When you say, I love you, get a sense that this love vibrates into your past. Even into your childhood. So you whisper into your own ear, in your own voice, to yourself, back into the past. I love you. Back to the little girl, to the little boy. I love you. Back to the teenager. I love you. Back to the young woman, the young the young man, being lost, making mistakes. I love you. And to yourself in the challenging areas in your life where you feel overwhelmed. You whisper into your own ear, in your own voice, I love you. And you feel how this love comes from something which is bigger than you. words, I love you, but it is actually something much bigger.
I love myself. Notice also these areas of your life or these times in the past where it is still difficult for you. To embrace, to accept, to forgive, to love. If you can breathe into or embrace those areas where you feel stuck or ashamed. I love myself. I, I love myself especially there. Especially there I want to embrace and hold and touch with the breath with a loving gaze. I love myself. There where you don't feel good enough. There where you are still hooked by a self-improvement project. I love myself. where your heart with yourself, judgmental. I love myself. I truly love myself. That's the only thing which makes sense. That's the ultimate medicine. Whatever arises, love that. I love myself, no matter what. I'm a human being with feelings and I'm loyal to my feelings. I stand up for myself because I love myself. Maybe you feel that you are not good enough, that you need to be a little more of this or a little less of that. Right there, I love myself for who I am, for how I, how I, for how I am, for this body. for this life. I love myself.
I love myself with all the scars and wounds. I love myself. Softening and opening, breathing. I'm a human being with feelings. And I take care of myself, I take care of my feelings. Because I love myself. Also, love myself for my skills, my qualities, my kindness, my joy, my laughter. I love myself so much for that. I love myself. So we open our awareness to the people around us who are doing the same, same gesture, stepping beyond that personal, as if that is something, as if that is a private trip to say I love myself. something we do together for each other. If I say and feel I love myself, I also love you a little bit more. It just happens. When I take care of myself, I also take care of you. And when I heal myself, I also heal you. Can you sense that there's nothing 
narcissistic or self-centered in saying I love myself. Because we are not separate from each other. feel how you deserve to be loved more, not less. And you know immediately that's true for everyone here. Everyone here deserves to be loved more, not less, just like you. Let's see if we can let go a bit of these words. So letting go of the central position. Just breathing in love and breathing out love. arises is already loved. Whatever happens is already loved. resting. Resting within love as love.
if this, uh, you know, if something in you responded to this, I recommend you to uh, to make a part of your daily repertoire of uh, mantras and to just see what happens if, one, if you can. You can uh, soften into this, into this mantra. So, are there any? How was it? How did it go? This. Yes. I felt I, I actually came very close to it. Uh -huh. But I was aware that I was in a social room, yeah. and I didn't want to begin like a peer pressure thing of, oh, now somebody has said it, then I need to say it as well. Uh, so I feel I couldn't release the room, and I think from now, if I think about it the next days, yeah. I'm quite certain I would be able to get myself somewhere there, and it would be easier. Yeah. Yes. What do you mean with peer pressure or like the guidance or uh, to say the phrase "I love myself"? Yeah. If I said it during the meditation now, yeah, which was, I was actually I felt almost on the cusp of doing, mm -hmm. but then I held myself back because I didn't want to um, make it for. It should only be for me if I did it. Yeah, but yeah. I would yeah, I understand it. now. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's good uh, to uh, to notice that, and um, I think that's something something similar you one can observe when you listen to guided meditations. I mean, I have hard time actually to listen to guided meditation, not to listen to them, but to actually do it. Uh, so there is, uh, yeah, uh, and of course it is. Um, it is quite a, quite something to let go into the guidance of another person. I mean, you don't know me, yeah. You, uh, so, like to trust someone <coughs> into the depth of your being, like being guided there. I think it's quite, I mean, it's touching if, if people are willing to do that. Uh, and I, I think often there is this struggle with it, like, yeah, like you described this. Yeah, and then, uh, but then you have kind of learned a method and, and then, as you said, you take it with you and then you already have a feeling that if, uh, if you guide yourself into it, then you can go further. Yeah, and it makes sense that there's a bit of uh, holding back or where is he going now? Can I trust this? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Did you notice a difference or did you do it, this shift of um, stepping out and talking to yourself? How was that for you? Yeah, that helped a lot. That was made a difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Then it's also a almost self-parenting thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's 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 more. 
it becomes more an experience that you can actually step into another part of you and giving love to other parts of you. Yeah? So that's like, uh, yeah, it's maybe a bit diffic- difficult, more difficult when you just say, I love myself. Because who is loving whom then? Yes. You just asked the question that I wanted to ask in the yeah. meditation. And I felt you were building up to it. Then when you made the switch of, uh, mm. I'm not loving myself for myself alone. I'm loving myself for everyone. Mm. I especially like that mantra in my own practice of, mm. I'm loving myself for the benefit of everyone. And I want to heal myself so that mm. I can help mm. heal others. Mm. And I want to become a better person so mm. uh, for others' sake. Yeah. And, and that that mm. part really helps me to then come to the point of, okay, then, then who am I? So who, who loves who? Mm-hmm. Like, Mm-hmm. I love myself, or these two two things, and um, and that's where I, I come to like the point of loving myself to death by not fighting myself, mm-hmm. of like dissolving my self image yeah. of who I think I am, and then just letting go into mm. love. Mm. Yes, that was my. I didn't plan it, but this was a bit my intention somehow mm-hmm. towards the end of this guided meditation to step to step into what we are actually opening through these practices of self-compassion is actually bodhicitta. It's, mm-hmm. it's like it's something bigger. That's where that's where your capacity of loving someone, anyone, uh, where that capacity comes from. Uh, so that's that was my intention. Also to kind of uh, like to open to a space like almost as if I mean it's like we are being loved right now. By what? By what you would call the true self or you know the Dharmakaya or ultimate bodhicitta. That's that's where we are being loved from right now. And and to say I love myself is supposed to kind of open to that space. So that I to say I love myself is not some self-indulgence, but it is it actually it's more like I love myself. Not like, I love myself, I love myself. No, I love myself. And I think only about myself. Not, I think only about myself. No, I think only about myself. And even that is like the I saying, I love about myself, gets lost. It's like yes, I love only I love only myself, but the I saying it is it, it's it's not the little Stefan I, it's it's also your I. 
It's the shared I. Yes. I can remember when I was a child, and it came to me now that I really had this I love myself uh, feeling. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, I got really like a little puff. I got really like surprised when mm -hmm. people didn't love me back. I was like, huh? Why, why don't you love me? <laughs> and that yeah. feeling came up uh -huh. now very strongly. Yeah. Um, and my mom have told me that I was re a, a, a real love child when yeah. I was little. So it's really nice to to feel that again. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was, I was love. Yeah. Yeah. This is important uh, that in our practice that we <coughs> discover this connection with with you no. Know, so. We discover that we know these experiences. Something yeah. in, in us knows. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, so that that it becomes really an experience and not just an idea, because in our bones yeah, it we was know. Like a universal yeah. Love. I yeah. Was, so uh, you felt it. Love yes. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I could. Yeah. And now I could, you know, I could mm. really feel it somewhere in you. Mm. 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 And then life happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, then at one point you didn't ask yourself anymore, why don't you love me? <laughs> uh, then you more maybe so thought, yeah, of course you don't love me, because I'm, not, because I'm not lovable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I so started to find uh, here and find uh, why I wasn't loved. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, around, uh, it comes to me around when I was three, four, it started to be like, hmm, yeah. maybe yes. I'm not quite yeah. lovable because yes. I do this and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <coughs> Any other questions before the break, comments? How, how was that, working with this? Confusing, yeah, helpful? Confusing. Confusing, okay. <laughs> you know, I caught myself. Well, so what was... The guy just sneak, sneaking on that week where he was. Yeah. It's, it, it's, you know, sometimes it's helpful to have a, like a map and a diagram. But if you're kind of a, a very conceptual person and, and very like, uh, you know, yeah, exactly like that, <laughs> then it, beca then it, become, uh, it can become a, an obstacle, like, an obs like it can disconnect you actually from the yeah. experience. Because instead of going into the experience, you stay on the... Which which, which, which yeah, which square we are in, <laughs> because and then you start to debate. Ah, no, this is this square. No, no, it's it's, it's over there. Yeah. Uh, so, because of course, as I said, they overlap and and they are not like. 
because yeah. I couldn't really figure it out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You couldn't then figure I it out. Like, Shut up, baby. Listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> so nice again. yeah. And then it I came in turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe for some it's helpful, for some not. I usually, I mean, I when I guided meditations, uh, in most of the meditations, you find almost, you know, it, that's like my style of guiding meditation is to bring a lot of these different aspects into the meditation. But of course, it's not necessary to have this diagram. Still, I can... I mean, you can follow the guided meditation without saying, oh, yeah, now he is in the positive mental image. Huh? Uh, uh, so, oh, now he is in the felt sense of the feeling of the positive uh, image. Uh, you, you have to see if this is something helpful for you to, to have categories. Yeah, but it actually is. It's yeah. just that we... We have to rub it in, so to speak, uh -huh, and yeah. hear it again and again. And yeah. then it will be so obvious, so we actually can leave the, the she, she is really Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It is. Leave it and just be there. Yeah. It is supposed to uh, broaden your broaden your curiosity and broaden the possibility of what is happening in meditation. Mm -hmm. To widen. Like some people feel, our ah, meditation means to notice the sensations of, of the air coming out, in and out in the nostrils. Mm. Oh, that's like uh, when you do the Goenka retreats, that's, that's what you do in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That can be really hard. It can be hard, yeah. it can be very unpleasant, it can, yeah, be, very stressful. It can be stressful, <laughs> it can be because it's not your object and, and you're not interested. And, it disconnects from your body, it disconnects you from your feelings, it makes your mind narrow. I mean, it's not supposed to do it, but this can happen. So then, if you have a diagram like this, then you, then you, can, then you can see, ah, this is just one way, this is just one possible object. Mm -hmm. So there's other things I can do. How was the standing meditation? Was that <laughs> you like that? Or? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I really like it because I get in touch with the, the body, yeah. the energies in the body. Yeah. Have you done that with me before? No. No. Okay. It's a bit similar to Kumbhaya. Yeah. Yes. It comes from the the ex like the. The attitude and also bit the the movements they come from the Kumye, yes. Kumye is a Tibetan style yoga. Yes. It helps to maintain the concentration. Mm -hmm. Actually we we're, we're changing postures. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite common that people feel more settled and more calm after these movements. One could think it's the opposite since you're mm -hmm. position. Yes. But, but I don't think so. I no. think it has to maintain it. Yes. Keep it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
thinking it's easier to do in the daily life, like in work or something, just to like, mm -hmm. close my eyes and yeah. So I will try to do that because I need that during the days at work. Yeah. One thing what, what is good is uh, I didn't do it. Uh, I can do. We can do it tomorrow. Is to roll the ankles yeah. because that's like. Um, it's good for your feet, uh, yeah. but also it's like it really brings you into the body down. Oh. Especially and when you do the, that. Yeah, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, so that's something you can just, you can just stand up where you work and you just do yeah. this a little. Yeah, breathing into it, and then the other, the other side. Mm. And then you put down your feet and I also didn't do that this time. It's like uh, to relax the feet, to really flatten out the feet, like mm. really getting almost as if you can kind of grab the floor. Mm. And, uh, and then when the feet, when they relax, it, it affects the whole body. Mm. So it's like uh, because of the acupuncture points in the feet. So if you relax the feet, the whole body uh, can relax. So this you can actually also do when you sit down. You just bring your attention to your feet and then uh, like when you sit on uh, at your working space and you go a bit into a more uh, kind of uh, meditation posture and you just close your eyes and then you just open your feet. Yeah? And uh, this is also a moment where you interrupt the compulsive thinking because you kind of okay it's just you know you it's really like for a moment to give you a break of this uh, compulsive thinking mm -hmm. giving up thinking for a moment it can be a very restful 30 seconds yeah. Yeah. Like yes. Especially at the source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. That's also part of kumye, the the you know the touching, yeah. and, and and you learn a bit about the acupressure points and and uh, and so that's that's part of that uh, that method. It's really good when you did like this. Yeah. It felt I could feel a little loving. Yeah. That, that is easier to 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 um, take in than the words. I love myself. Could be easy. Yeah. A little hard to it drops down in you. Yeah. It's more direct. This is. That's right. Mm. So uh, when you do a a lying down meditation, particularly when you are in a in a difficult moment, then putting your hands on your belly or like this uh, can be much more mm, soothing than uh, saying I love myself because this is I love myself. It's like you show it, you do something. And we are hardwired to uh, respond to touch as mammals. We are hardwired to do that. Self massage in my daily routine. Mm. I had a sort of a breakthrough in the self compassion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's 
So I, I get the gene. <laughs> yeah. Where did you learn self massage? Uh, through someone I knew mm -hmm. for a year, year ago. Yeah. And through reading about new facial uh, fascia release okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just a short routine that I do, but it's like I take care of myself yeah. physically. Like you, you massage your whole body? Or yeah. Like, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. You lie down doing that, or uh, both lying down and, and sitting. Uh -huh. And how long do you do that? Um, about twenty minutes. Okay. Is there a particular website or something? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I want what she says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, so it goes through all of uh, your body, so I have a lot of problems with jaw, yeah. neck, and so, so uh, I do a lot of pressure points around the face. Uh, you can, and, and there's a lot on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Self massage. Self massage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I also find that there's something very compassionate about moving slowly. Like yeah. You guide mm. it through, like not even having to touch, but that yes. mm. yeah. kind of <laughs> taking out the, the fastness or the yeah, mm. stress mm. that we usually mm. move our bodies with during the yeah. day. Yeah. So, and I also, you've guided me through that meditation before, and I get so surprised every time that how, how heavy my arms are. When I have, when I have to lift them, and I found this time that I wasn't quite as frustrated about it than I was the first time, and also that moving them upwards very, very slowly made them lighter. Mm -hmm. But I really found that it was a compassionate kind of mm. moving very slowly like that. Yes, yeah. this is. Uh, I think that's something very special to discover. This what you call now compassionate moving. I haven't used that word, but thank you. I, <laughs> it sounds good. It's, yeah, it's, it's something I, I because um, because it's true. There is something very, very beautiful, very nurturing in movement. Well, it can be. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot the way many people uh, uh, practice yoga, yoga is not compassionate moving. Function. It has a function. It has a goal. It's competitive. It's uh, it can be almost like harsh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and this kind of slow, compassionate mo moving. Some people have really difficulties with it. Mm -hmm. They they you know because it's like uh, it's too slow. It's it's like they, they are so used to. Uh, that movement needs to be um, yeah, a bit uh, sp a bit yeah, a bit hard or and of course there is something in, in, in one can for compassionate moving you don't need to do it slow you can be compassionate moving and running mm -hmm. you know? so you can running you can do running and torture yourself and push yourself or you can running, you can do running as a nurturing, as as compassion, uh, as you know, as taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And this is so interesting to explore that. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 
I do that kind of running a lot, so I can. The yeah. Compassionate yeah. running. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, I haven't thought about it like that. Either, and I, I'm fascinated. I, yeah. I also I, I don't run so much so much uh, uh, these times, but uh, uh, when I started to run again, I I I, I consciously did it with the compa compassionate running, and mm -hmm. was amazing how quick I progressed. I mean, I didn't want to. No. Well, I, I don't know. I was probably completely free, but I noticed that the compassionate run really like starting with five minutes, walking then, and that it's it's really quick yeah. that your body uh, grows with it. Yeah. So and then uh, so I'm not. Um, I, I don't believe in. Uh, well, I don't. I I don't. Still, people benefit from pushing and, and yeah, but. but there's a big difference between listening to an app that tells you to run really quickly for two yeah. minutes and then take a break and and then running at your pace that like yes. listening to your body and then start yeah. accelerating when you feel like yes. it and then pausing when you don't want to. It creates a whole different yeah. yeah different running experience. Yeah. Yes. Really, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And allowing yourself to walk, even though you thought you might have. Yeah. You can do that also with weightlifting. <laughs> I call it compassionate weightlifting, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's uh, it's really. I mean, your bo your body gets stronger as a side effect, but you also have that uh, nurturing aspect in it. What would you do? When you do it in a little more playful manner, that increases the inner contact uh, with deeper layers of yourself. Yeah. If you do this straight, oh, I do this yoga and I should run fast and I should do that, then it, you're kind of blocking the inner mm. contact with you. If you do it <coughs> in a play, you will have much better yes. results. You get the results that you, like you said, you didn't expect. It, it comes by itself. It, it's, it's, it could be that. Uh, you almost, I don't know, there, there, there should be a study between like uh, uh, discipline running and compassionate running. Yeah. <laughs> and then to compare. <laughs> and it could be that the compassionate running in the end is much more uh, successful, like, uh, you know, because you like it and your body is relaxed. And so it could be that you have actually better results. I don't know. But I think the key is whatever you do, that you want to increase, you, you play with it, but you don't expect results. Like, yeah. like this, I'm loving myself. Oh, I'm loving myself. Yeah, yeah. Play with it like, like yes. you're a little child. And, oh, I love my yeah. hands. <laughs> like yeah. this with the different voices. And, and you see it as fun. Yeah. Because then it will land in oneself in another way. Yeah, so then you even have fun while you're running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I work with the games and play. Games, yeah. And, and like computer games. Computer games. Mm. You and work with that means. I work with that, yeah. you, you, it's your. I create it, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. You are, yeah. So I have also attended uh, courses on playful things. Uh, there's an ah. author I could recommend easily. He's called Bernie de Coven. He's written about being playful and uh, how we enjoy when we're playing as kids or mm. even adults 
the important thing is that we need a sense that we can uh, uh, affect the rules, that the rules are not just given to us, uh, that uh, we have some control of uh, making the rules or changing it up. Uh, what if I was the father and you were the, or whatever it can be. And that uh, mode, putting yourself in that mode, uh, is a way for you to enjoy things. And so he's very much also recommending uh, putting the playfulness. And then now when we spoke of this, maybe the compassionate movement, as we call it now, is the non-structured where you have uh, allow yourself to have uh, yeah. control of yes. the thing that you're about to do, and then you're curious about it. Yeah. And then you wonder about how your body can yeah. be doing things, and then it becomes a transformative experience. Right. And, and that's what you describe as a bit how I want to share meditation with others. Like, yes, there is some certain guidelines, like, but they are flexible and you can move within them. And that's like uh, also game theory. Or yeah. Like you create a, a space where, of course, there's obviously some kind of, but there's also a lot of space for play, for exploration and... and uh, it's yeah. never fun if there's only one way to solve something. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what was his name again then? Bernie de Coven. D-E-K-O-V-E-N. -E -E he has made a book called A Play Playful Path. path. Playful path, like yeah. a, a walk, a path to walk. This description really reminds me of the, the tantric uh, mindset of if, if you change the way you perceive it or look at it, then it will change how it appears to you. So, uh, so changing uh, how we look at the difficult things in, our, in my life really helps me to, to live them in a different way. It gives me more space and uh, it's really, it was really interesting that you brought it up. I just saw the connection. Mm -hmm. I did the same when, when they spoke of the running. Yeah, so then you, 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 you connected with your profession and your work and, and came, yeah. Yes. And I connected it then with, I recognized my style of teaching meditation in it. Yeah. Mm. I'm connecting with the way I cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Like breaking the rules of the recipe and yeah. uh, uh -huh. being creative with it, yeah. yeah. That's playing to me. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that... Uh, I feel more playful at my work now, uh, uh, but but um, my colleagues think I'm a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So That's also my my, my fellow it. meditation teachers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know if <laughs> seriously or mm, they don't really know where they have me now. Yeah, yeah. But I feel better. I'm happier. <laughs> No, those, the, the ones who play, the ones who play, they also have the arrow in the back yeah. of, the, of the, because they are the pioneers, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they are the ones who get criticized. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's easy to stand home at, alone in the kitchen and be playful and yeah. alone, but yes. when you're going out, like, in yeah, the Yeah, it's more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That helps to get older. Huh? It helps to get older it to become. Sure does. <laughs>
<laughs> it sure <laughs> does. <laughs> No, and, and you are not so, I mean, you, you don't need to impress the young, the young girls anymore, and, you know, and so it's like, <laughs> it's like, can, can get, why, oh, yeah, it's, you get a bit more easygoing, hopefully, when it's going well, they're the getting older. <laughs>